Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. I hope you're all incredibly well. This is episode 19. This episode features a lovely conversation with Northern Irish indie rockers and yet another member of the Extra Mile family, brand new friend. Now, I first came across these guys uh, and girl a few months ago whilst they were on tour with previous guest Sean McGowan. I met up with Sean at the Hyde Park Book Club and they were brand new friends worth supporting. Now I do say during this episode to the band that at that point, I, other than their name and the fact that they were on Extra Mile, I had literally no idea of what to expect and in all honesty I was genuinely delighted. Their set and catalogue as I've come to listen to now was was and is just full of catchy interesting rock indie pop songs um, in, in taking kind of the best parts of each of those genres and it's an absolute pleasure to listen to I had a great time listening to them uh, since on Spotify and also when I've seen them live they were lovely to talk to as well uh, in their short time as a band they've shared stages with some very well-known people we do talk a little bit about that they've shared the stage with snow patrol feeder and um, ash and they've appeared on at many festivals and have many more coming up as well now i caught up with them after their set at the live at leeds festival they played at the key club um we chat about how the band got together we chat about their influences how the band has developed from a solo project um, to now being five members strong and then their plans for the future and continuous development. Now this is the first time I've had five guests on and I have to say they were quite possibly the nicest band that I've spoken to. Um, just so happy, so happy full of, without wanting to sound like a cliche, just youthful, vibrant energy. Um, but I'll let you make your own decision on that. Um, I'm going to crack straight on. So this is Brand New Friend, episode 19 of the When in Yorkshire podcast. Oh, um, I'm here, um, we're at Lee, in Leeds Beckett University, and I'm here with Brand New Friend. Hey! Um, hello! Very good. Good? good? Yeah. yeah, great. Just confirm. Confirm, make yeah. sure that is the, the correct <laughs> Everybody answer. Everybody good? <laughs> Everyone's good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, for, there's, I've got, this is the first time I've had five people on the podcast at once, so this is pretty special. It's a landmark, well done. Oh, thank you. Um, if you want to just sort of say your names so that people listening can assign voices to who's speaking. No problem. I'm Lauren. I'm Aaron. I'm Taylor. I'm Logan. I'm Luke. Excellent. Thank you very much. And Taylor, love the wave. <laughs> just so you know for all you listening out there yeah. <laughs> great so um yeah welcome to leeds welcome to yorkshire uh how are you all how are you all finding leeds i actually love leeds like um we've got a good relationship with leeds because okay. uh i think it's our third or fourth time playing fourth it time. fourth time playing it Brilliant. and um the first time we came we were really wet behind the ears and um, <laughs> you know, hadn't really left northern ireland very often so okay. uh, it was quite a big deal coming here and uh, we just <laughs> found leeds to be a real music city you know somewhere yeah. where um, when you stepped on stage the audience wanted you to be brilliant you know they we sort of felt like they were very much behind us and every time we've came back we've saw the same faces from those shows coming back and supporting us and getting into it Um, and that happened again today so um now we we love playing leads and uh, can't wait to to do it again next time brilliant brilliant so yeah we're we're here because you're playing you played you already played um (laughs) live at leeds festival so yeah this is a 
another one of the city's festivals. There's a, you're right, there seems to be a whole host of women. We've got obviously the, the Leeds Festival, the Leeds branch of the Reading and Leeds. Um, we've got Slam Dunk Festival, um, Live at Leeds, and then there's a whole host of other ones like Ox Jam. Um, so yeah, the first time I saw you guys, I was saying as we were setting up, was, uh, was with Sean McGowan. Um, and yeah, personally, I had no expectations. I didn't know what, what I was going to see. Um, and I was genuinely spent the whole set with a massive smile on my face. Um, it, it was just one of the happiest sets that I have seen in a long time. Um, so I kind of want to get to how you guys all got together. Um, in the nicest possible way, you you know you're one of the youngest bands, definitely the youngest band that I've had on the podcast, um, and one of the youngest bands that I listen to. Um, so it's interesting from my point of view to to see what kind of inspired you guys to get together. Yeah. So if, uh, um, have you got any sort of uh, shared bands that you sort of all all enjoy? Well, all our tastes are kind of different actually, because <laughs> we all kind of come from different I don't know musical backgrounds. Is there any that you guys can think of that we all we're all into. Oh, we love the National. Okay, we're all huge fans of the National. That comes from our drummer Luke, who's their favorite band ever. Um, yeah. And in all our early tours, he would just play um, all the National albums uh, on a loop, and it just sort of filtered into our yeah. subconscious. And we now all adore them. I think they would probably yeah. be the big yeah. unifying yeah. band, really, yeah. for us. Which is probably kind of surprising <laughs> if some yeah, people... Yeah, yeah, it's not one that would immediately yeah. jump out. I would definitely say, though, the influence is probably trickling through a bit more now. We've got a song in our set that um, we've been playing recently called Plastic Flowers, and I think you'd, we'd probably say it's the uh, song in which you can hear that influence the most, um, but we haven't released that yet. We're in the middle of recording a lot of new stuff, so yeah. okay. that will probably rear its head in the future at some point. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Um, and I've I saw I've seen some YouTube videos of you guys as well, uh, and I think you two were talking about the um, about the the meanings of some of the songs. Um, mm. And I think you, had you just come back. One of them was to do coming back from seeing front bottoms. Aye, yes, that's right. Is aye, that, is that right? aye, seat for airplanes. Yes, yeah, yeah, the tail track. Yeah, that was um, actually this fella said it um, yeah. so Logan's our little brother yes, yeah. so we've got three three siblings in the band we went to see the front bottoms in Newcastle um, and on the flight home Logan turned to me and I just asked very innocently was the point of having a seatbelt on an aeroplane because yeah. if we crash we're, we're done here and I, I just thought just it was set the tone yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you just yeah I not make anyone nervous or anything but I just thought it was a very poetic thing to come out of the mouth yeah. of a 14 year old kid or 13 whatever age you were at the time and um, he was very very young anyway and I just thought yeah there's something there's something beautiful about that mm. so wrote the song with um with Logan's verse in mind and um I that, that, that was it Nice. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a very good point. Um, well made. And uh, yeah, I think I quite like the fact that I was able to find videos like that of you guys um, on the internet. It's, uh, I think it's becoming more and more with social media, it's becoming more and more prevalent for bands to show the sort of behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, there's not so much just always, this is the band, this is the finished product, you know, the, yeah. all, all shiny on stage. Um, it's really good to see sort of the human side of it um, and... and yeah, what you like off the stage. Um, so in terms of your first experiences then of, of live music, I guess, can you remember who your first, who your first experiences were? And I'm not talking about like full-blown concerts, just literally first experiences of live music. 
That's a good question. Um, I don't think I really went to see many bands sort of on a local level or any kind of small shows. My first experience of live music was probably going to see my favourite band when I was, I think I was 14. And Taylor actually took me because mm. I was too young to go without like an older person accompanying right. me. And I went to see Paramore. Older. I was older, yeah. I was only 17 myself. Yeah, but we were kids basically. But um, yeah, I went to see Paramore in yeah. Belfast. They're my favourite band of all time. So seeing Hayley Williams on the stage was made me think, yeah, I want to do that. That's for me. They were amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 What were you guys? Um, I don't know. Maybe I can't think what like we're. Like yeah, yeah, I suppose it would have been like uh, family members playing to me rather yeah. than actual concerts, as you say. Okay, so you've I mean, got a musical family. Yeah, and my mum was a singer, and right. um, my uncle was uh, always in bands and stuff, and he would play, you know, play for me when I was a kid, and I would sing along like really badly as a <laughs> three-year-old child Stand or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that sort of always had an influence on me wanting to play music, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the man sitting by, behind you now, uh, our, our dad, Steve, he has just totally shaped my life with music because uh, I just wanted to play for Arsenal growing up. That was it. That is, just, a, that is a good team to want to play for. <laughs> it's a, it was a good life goal, wasn't it? I mean, hasn't quite worked out that way. But yeah. um, that was all I wanted to do, and my dad just played me music constantly. So... Um, and played a bit himself, you know, played acoustic guitar with my yeah. with our granddaughter um, in the house. So growing up, just watching them drinking beer and trying to play Eagles songs and <laughs> or whatever, trying. you know, <laughs> you know that was um, the best happiest childhood you could you could imagine. So there was definitely something in that that I just always associated music with being happy then and. You know, that's, that's all, you, all you want from life is to be happy, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was why I uh, I want to do it. Still want to do it. Yeah, well, mine would probably have been. I'm a bit younger than Taylor, so probably watching Taylor start his first few bands. Right. Okay. And watching him develop as a songwriter and stuff. So sitting playing a stupid drum along to Taylor's old songs. So that'd be my first yeah sort nice. of experience of music. Might it be similar to Aaron's? Just uh, family members play music, like my yeah. dad playing guitar in the house since I can remember really and my uncle was in band uh, when I was growing up and stuff and going to see them live a few times and stuff and a few like obviously support bands supporting his band around Belfast and different places stuff like that was the first bands I would have seen live. Excellent, excellent. It's, it's nice to hear that you've got so many sort of musical families and so much music that you've, you've grown up with rather than just you know, a, a lot of people um, I speak to, I ask, you know, can you remember the first songs that you listened to in the car and things like that, but having it around the house, I think that sort of really ingrains it. Um, and Taylor, what you said about, about it sort of bringing happiness and it's just that's your memory and sort of your association with, with music, that really, like I said, that genuinely comes across um, in your music. Um, as I said, when I saw you say it, it was just, yeah, my face was almost aching from just, from just, by, <laughs> just by smiling. That's so um, nice. And there's been a few, I've, I've read a few uh, comparisons and obviously that, sort of, I guess any any Irish bands kind of get chucked your ways, Snow Patrol, oh, Ash, yeah. things like that. And um, whilst, yeah, I can definitely see that there's, there's potentially been some influence there. Um, I don't know, there's, lyrically in search, you seem to, to have more of a 
Um, are you aware of the weaker thans? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to be so happy. My favourite band. Yeah, yeah. Love them. Brilliant. Good. I'm glad that that was definitely along oh. the right track. Taylor's smiling for the people that can't <laughs> see us right now. He's happy about that. Yeah, it's, it, remind, it does. It genuinely reminds me uh, of as if, like, early, early um, Ash sort of cool. EP slash first album met with weaker thans. That's, that's lovely. That's kind of Thank what you. it gives me. It's got it's that raw, version. just sort of youthful like fuck it let's just make some amazing noise that's what it was and, uh, I completely yeah. I just go for it awesome um, yeah it's, it's it's genuinely great and having seen you live first um, and then then found recordings I, if I've seen if I've discovered bands that way quite often I'm disappointed with the recordings um, but I think it, it does capture it um, it captures it very well um, I've been quite happy to, to keep listening to you on Spotify and such. Um, so yeah, really good job there. Oh, thank um, you. So in, in terms of like you guys getting together, how did that come about? So as far as I understand, if the internet hasn't lied to me, uh, it kind of started with you two writing songs together, is that correct? Kind of, yeah. I mean, Taylor's been writing songs for <coughs> as long as I can remember, really. Taylor's been in different bands, and then after those sort of projects kind of ended when you were sort of a teenager and... Um, you were writing a lot of songs and kind of just playing them acoustically and doing your own thing with them a wee bit. Um, I'm probably telling the story really badly, but my <laughs> no, memory of it is one day Taylor kind of walked into my room and was like, I'm recording just an acoustic demo just to chuck up online. Uh, would you sing on it? And I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, and that's kind of where that happened. So we used to do a lot of like solo acoustic gigs, well, just the two of us. And then eventually we were like, right, okay, this needs to be a full band to kind of capture this the way we want it to be captured um, and that's how we met Luke and Aaron just sort of through the music scene they were in a different band actually okay um, together yeah, yeah. yeah. Luke and I were playing <laughs> yeah. a gig we met, we met Taylor we were playing a gig and Taylor was on before us as brand new friend just by himself yeah and he came into the room shouting and going oh this is amazing this is amazing me and Aaron have been the fuck's this idiot? We while later run a van, go around playing gigs with him. I know. And um, we should probably also explain. Uh, uh, today was Logan's fourth gig. Fourth gig. Fourth gig with yeah, us. Yeah, so yeah. he's uh, he's in the middle of his GCSEs and has um, yeah. taken a sabbatical to go on tour with us. Brilliant. So um, yeah, he literally Aaron was our bass player. I don't know. Yeah. You've you've seen videos. Yeah, yeah. You've seen Aaron. Yeah. Um, and he's so talented. We just thought we need we need a lead guitar player, and he's he's standing up playing bass here. This this isn't right. So Aaron right, made the step up. I like that. He made the step up. Telling people that. He made the step up the lead guitar, and obviously that left a hole in the band. And um, turns out the the answer, the missing piece of that puzzle, was actually just in the bedroom beside yeah. mine. <laughs> the whole That's time, handy, isn't it? You yeah. didn't have to like troll the internet and all that. Exactly. It's a horrific basis. Yeah. Oh, he's he's been there from day one. Yeah. Like Logan has been to more practices than I probably have <laughs> over the years. You know, he's he's. It helps that he's so cool and he's our mate. And he, I know he's only sixteen years old, but he's um, he's really cool and. He's one of us. Cheers, so, Is this the first time you've said this to you? This yeah, show? I haven't heard this before. So, <laughs> thank you, Taylor. Nice, nice. It's good to see that you all get along so well yeah, as, as a family and a band. Yeah. That's very handy. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. That's, that's <laughs> nice. Um, so, in terms of, uh, sort of writing and stuff, as, as a band, how was that sort of developed? Because if you started off writing songs 
I guess just for yourself, Taylor. Um, how how does the writing process now work? Well, I mean, a brand example is, of that is uh, the song Lauren was talking about um, earlier on, "Plastic Flowers," yeah. which is a song we're in recording at the moment. We've nearly got it done, actually. Um, that was one that me and Aaron wrote together. Uh, I had this idea, and I crafted it on the acoustic, just with you know four really simple chords. Um, took it to Aaron, and Aaron was like, "Listen." I've, I've got this riff and it ju- it's just brilliant he's so good he's Mr. Melody he can just he can, do, he can just it's all coming out to that's it a, that's a new order called uh, Peter Hook that's what I call yeah. Aaron just he just knows he, he can he's got this way with the guitar um, and we crafted this song together but um, then we you know Lauren's synth part just again yeah. all her Logan's bass run all him, Luke's drums, which is some of the best drumming, in my opinion, he's ever done. Again, just all him. Um, so it's it's so collaborative. It's just not done until we've all put our finishing yeah. touches on it. Um, I'm very lucky that a lot of the time the guys let me spark the ideas because I write all the time and, yeah. it, and it's, how I, um, it's how I chill out and it's how I de-stress. And it's my main passion is, is the words and the lyrics. And, yeah. Um, I'm very lucky the guys trust me to do that side of things, but it's never a finished Brandy Friends song until all five of us have um, have done something with it. Awesome. So, what does it? You sort of <coughs> highlighted lyrics specifically. Then, is, yeah. is, do you often start with a with a lyrical a lyrical idea, a melody line, or is it is it some chords? Oh, it's 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 both really. Um, I'm I write words all the time, uh, so I've I've got like in my phone just hundreds of notes of, yeah. of lyrics and phrases and or funny things my dad has said or stupid things and um, you know if if I'm just playing guitar maybe I'll try and fit them into what I'm playing or um, it, it's so strange it, it, it's there's no set formula for how I do it it's just very much in the moment it's off a cuff it's uh, what feels right yeah. but um you know, I'm, I just I just write all the time, regardless. So you you hope that maybe some of it makes sense. And, yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. And a lot of the time it doesn't, and that's still cool. You know, you just, <laughs> you just do it. Yeah, you just, yeah. I don't know how I do it. Just do it. Just becomes slightly more obscure, and people can dig and find the meaning. <laughs> there are plenty of bands who have made a career out of that. It's a metaphor, guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, you've been touring all over the place. You're part of. Uh, I know. I said when we were setting up part of what is, I've inadvertently uh, realised is my favourite label, Extra Mile. Um, <laughs> so how, how did that come about? Because, I mean, they don't, they've not got the biggest roster in the world. Mm. Um, they seem to very carefully select who they have, and you definitely fit. Um, but how, how did that kind of come about? Yeah, I guess. Well, it was uh, our manager uh, set us up a radio plugger, Steve Agar, and he, uh, he worked for Extra Mile. They're helping right. out doing radio plugging for their artists and Steve started trying to plug our stuff to radio and then took our stuff the extra mile and they liked it and wanted us and it was as easy as that really. Really? Was, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> no, so there was like no, sort, no, not really, just, no. Just, it was just sort of they wanted us and we just went, I sure, why not? Nice, well you're in good company. Yeah. Um, for anybody listening who hasn't listened to the podcast before, there are plenty seriously plenty of uh, extra mile artists for you to go back through the back catalogue and listen to um, quite a few of which you guys have played with um, as I said to you um, Sean McGowan but I believe swiftly after that you played a, an extra mile gig uh, with Frank Turner and, and, and some and 
Uh, was Skinny Lister involved in that one? Maybe? Not no, that one. No, that, um, that one had Frank. Johnny Lloyd. Johnny yes, Lloyd, yeah. yeah. And then Frank was doing a DJ set, and somehow Luke ended up joining them on stage for part of that DJ set. Which nice. Was a pretty weird one, but that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and chilling with Billy Piper as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Billy Piper was there. Yeah. He's the showbiz magnet. He gets all the famous people flocking yeah. around him. Yeah. What did What did you play? Uh, well, I didn't really play anything. Me and I don't really want to out Frank here, but we just sort of played a song off Spotify and drunk tequila behind the decks. <laughs> That's pretty much what we did. So. In fairness, I think I've heard him say that that is generally his approach to DJing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know that that's exactly what he does. Yeah, yeah, but there's, there's, not, there's no sort of magic going on. It's just yeah. a laptop with well, it, a set of decks not plugged in. That's about that's really Just to bring the magic back, it yeah. is still a great night when you DJ. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's still well worth anybody who's considering booking him. Uh, oh, yeah. It's yeah. definitely worth doing. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, so what's, what's coming up then? Anything that you're allowed to... Uh, hey, we've got the World Park show, don't we? Park, yeah. Yeah. Well, what else do we have coming up? Uh, we're doing uh, 30 Trees. 2000 yeah. excellent. Oh, nice. It's got a ridiculous lineup. Yeah. yeah. No, it's very good. It's yeah. very good lineup. Yeah. We've also got um, Camden Rocks Festival, it's probably our next thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, we're playing on the 2nd of June, I believe. Um, and I think our venue's the 1st of, of, of June. Okay, yeah. well, there we go. One of those two, pretty sure. <laughs> I thought it was the second, but okay, I'll go, I'll go with the first. Um, it'll be on social media and stuff for anyone that wants to double check because we're not very reliable with our information. That's um, fine. I'll put but links. yeah, <laughs> we're very excited for that one. We're um, yeah, we've played in Camden once or twice before and uh, it's always good fun. So yeah, really yeah. looking forward to that. And yeah, just a summer full of recording probably and laying down the foundations for some new stuff um, that will hopefully come out before the end of the year. We'll wait and see what happens with it really. Well, is it an EP album? What's I, the... It'll be an EP. It'll be an EP, but um, it, just to bridge the gap between first and second album um, so yeah we've just been in recording a lot and we're going to go back in and pretty much spend all summer just in that studio just crafting the new tunes and working it out and maybe going back and re-recording a couple of the old ones too and, okay, and yeah. giving them a new spin because obviously we've got a new member now so yeah. um, as the band evolves we want the, the tunes to come with us rather than be left behind so yeah. that's uh, that's sort of the plan moving forward and we're, we're really, really excited to see what happens with it yeah nice I like the fact that you know as the band evolves, the, you know, the songs aren't necessarily the finished artifacts, even if you've yeah. recorded them or released them before, that they can still grow and develop along with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Are, you, are you looking forward to adding some uh, some guitar solos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, because uh, I don't know, the first album was very, uh, not rushed, I think that's not the right word, but we we had a low just, budget, let's just say that. Yeah, so I mean, um, We were, sorry to interrupt, I was going to say, we were very fresh, like, as you said earlier on, maybe... Um, we just wanted to kind of capture the enthusiasm yeah. and stuff of, of being so excited. It was our first record, but um, yeah, we, we, we were also, kind of... We also really recorded the album before we knew it was actually going to be an album. Right, okay. Yeah. So that didn't really help, no. but it's a good album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter, but I'm sure you are looking forward to yeah, can't wait. sticking a few licks on it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I look forward to, to hearing that and seeing what comes out. Uh, and. Um, what's the, the name of the track again the one that you've been writing collaboratively the, the one that we're really excited yeah. about is Plastic Flowers actually you've uh, definitely picked that up so there's a, a lot of expectation oh. Oh. Yeah. I've not laid down the vocal yet so we'll see but, um. you, you've pretty much said it's going to be the best song <laughs> it is the best song of all it is yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, genuinely, if it's anything, anything like what you've released previously, then I'm very excited to hear it. Thank um, you. Yeah, thank you very much for joining me. I hope you have a, a wonderful rest of Live at Leeds, um, and come back to Yorkshire again soon. Oh, we'll definitely, definitely will, will. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, thank, thank you very so much for having us. So there you go, episode 19 with Brand New Friends. I hope that was suitably informative and entertaining. If you haven't heard any of their music, then as always, I've added a few tracks to the When in Yorkshire podcast playlist on Spotify. Just give that a search and check them out. It's a good starting point. They're loads of fun, uh, and as I say, hopefully it came across. They are genuinely lovely people. Um, As mentioned, if you enjoy this episode, go back over the previous episodes with their label mates, Beans on Toast, Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly... Skinny Lister, Frank Turner, Ducking Punches, and Sean McGowan. I think that covers everybody. Um, all delightful guests. Um, so have a look at those and my other guests. I'll leave you now, but thank you very, very much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Good night.